morning. It is April 29th, about 6.18 a.m., uh, 46 degrees outside. We've been having a bit of rain recently, so it's fairly humid. I'm joined today by Miss Ripley. She says hello. Yeah, I know, it's been a long time since the last walk. I gotta admit, I'm, I'm deliberately not stressing about that. I mean, yeah, I'm definitely not going to finish the book by Groundhog's Day. Okay, check this out, Limbo. That's right, I did it. 40 years old, maybe 41, and I can still limbo under a cherry blossom tree. Anyway, um, as you can tell, I waited a little bit to start this walk recently since uh, glass has got kit kind of added. Battery life has been unimpressive. Don't get me wrong, people have been complaining about the battery life since they first put these things out. And I've heard that that's a way to uh, keep viruses down. If you've got a background process that's running all the time, it's going to wear out the battery fast. I don't know. I suppose it makes as much sense as anything. I mean, it makes as good a reason as any that Google could come up with. So, yeah, as far as I know, they haven't really fixed that yet. I've got the uh, 6.11 version after the come on that was the hint no apparently it wasn't come on sorry that was Miss Ripley telling me I don't want to walk for a minute which is interesting because she's usually got a lot more energy than I do Anyway, yeah, Google Glass has got, they've been throwing out updates recently and they made our calendar a whole lot cuter. But you know, that's not terribly impressive. Maybe it's just me. Anyway. I know about it. I know I talk about it a lot, but I just want to mention this. Please keep bringing stories about how dead Google Glass is. I love those. I saw one uh, the other day. It was either The Guardian or The Telegraph saying cracks are showing in Google Glass. 
I expect they think that's quite clever. It's not a bad turn of phrase. Anyway, yeah, every couple of days you hear the same old stuff rehashed. Robert Scoble of the famous shower pick is no longer using his. And Google developers, they don't wear theirs. And I heard of this one guy somewhere who got headaches from wearing it all the time. Seriously, the lack of information they have in those stories is stunning. Regularly valid journalists will fall upon, and some people say, which is not quite as good as a knitting circle. So anyway, yeah, keep them up, keep them coming, because this stuff is awesome. Every time you do that, I think about the quote, I think it was Gandhi. First they ignore you, then they laugh at you, then they fight you, and then you win. We are right now in between the laugh at you and fight you. And, uh, yeah. I'm not the world's smartest guy, but I see a trend when it's there. And what you're gonna see, oh yeah, Google let people uh, buy on April 15th, I guess, let them buy glass without any kind of strictures at all. Anybody who wanted to could buy it. Well, assuming you got $1,500 in Google Wallet. But assuming you have $1,500 in Google Wallet, anybody could buy Google Glass and they sold out. Some people say they didn't sell out. Uh, they didn't really sell out, they just had less of them on stock. But uh, some people say that carries about as much weight with me as, as seeing a flat earth story made valid by having Kate Mulgrew do the narration. I feel bad for her. She didn't know she was narrating a flat earth story documentary. Anyway, so, yes. Google Glass. The thing I love about them writing all these stories is you wouldn't need to write all these stories if it were true. My father used to say, news is not news because it's common. News is news because it is different. So if you need to tell us once a week that Google Glass is dead, that's only because you have to convince us of it. So anyway, enough about that. I was mentioning how I'm not too worried about the writing, which is true. I know I'm falling behind. Wanted to get three, maybe four books done this year. Meh. As soon as you start looking at it as not making a whole lot of money and having to really shake your ass to get 
any notice at all, you say, you know what? I'm just going to enjoy life, sleep in. And yeah, I know. Nobody had ever achieved anything great by sleeping in. But I've put five years of work into this and I'm not really achieving greatness this way either. I am, don't get me wrong, I'm not quitting. I'm just not going to let this become the defining feature of my life. For instance, this morning I got up, I got 800 words. That's not too shabby. It's not too shabby for somebody who has basically not been writing at all for several days, weeks. Could be worse. The thing is, I think we get that idea. You have to be able to do this every day. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's the supposition that you have to be able to do this every day or you're a failure. Writers write. And if you're not writing, you're not a writer. And I wonder how many potential writers are lost because of that. So, so yeah. I am not stressing about it. I still treat it as a goal. I mean, let's face it, I got 73,000 words. Got to do something with them. But uh, I'm not worrying. See, I worried a lot about Invito Rex. Put a lot of work into that. I spent a weekend creating a 3D object of Scepter so that I could make 3D printed versions. I put together tickets for Bear Polo. And uh, bumper stickers for the Hidden Institute. And the Kickstarter. Kickstarter only got to about, what? 60, 70%. And you could argue that's my fault. I stopped working at the last minute. But I'll tell you, in back channels, I ask for a lot of help from other writers. And outside of a few, like Matt Wallace and Nathan Lowell, didn't get a lot of help there. I don't blame them. I mean, it's my job. I'm just saying. I put a lot of work into it. And I don't think the sales were any better because of it. So anyway, I'll finish the books because, let's face it, I cliffhangered the last one. Don't want to do that to people.
you know, both people who read it. <sighs> anyway. I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but I've started learning other languages. My doctor told me that uh, you can actually learn languages better when you learn several of them at the same time. As long as they aren't the same. Like, if you get two Romance languages, you're sunk. Try and learn Italian and French at the same time. Not gonna work. Or Italian and Spanish. Oh man, that would be terrible. Anyway. So, what I tried to do was pick three completely dissimilar uh, languages. And then I started working on them. Very slowly. I'm in no hurry. If it takes me a couple of years to get good at it, c'est la vie. See, that's French. Anyway, first three languages I've taken, I've started taking are French, Mandarin, which I'd actually started Mandarin already, so kind of have a head start on that one. French, Mandarin, and Hindi. Of the three, Hindi is much harder. As a programmer, I absolutely love... Uh... Wow, I'm so tired. Mandarin. As a programmer, I love Mandarin because it's so straightforward in its sentence structure. I mean, okay, I'm learning a completely different vocabulary, but the sentence structure is easy to figure out. For instance, 我会说, uh, yeah. 我会说一点儿不懂话 means I speak a little Mandarin. Literally means can speak, I, I can speak a little bit Mandarin. I mean, that's really very straightforward. Very much like our own. I also like the fact that the way you say yes is by repeating the verb. For instance, means, do you speak Mandarin? And then, in that one, the word hui is the uh, speak. No, is can, right? Shuo is speak. Anyway, so yeah, you say, it means you can speak. The verb there is can. And so when you want to say yes, you say hui. Wo hui shuo. I can speak. But you're basically, you're not saying yes, you're saying can. They say can you speak, and you say can. Here's another one. Ni shu ma. Means you are American person, yes? By the way, you add ma to the end of any statement, it becomes a yes, no question. 
I love that. Very clever. Anyway, shu means to be. So, you be American person. Ni shu meguoren ma. And then if you want to say yes, you just say shu, which means be. So literally, one person says, you be American person, yes? The other person says, be. And you can follow it up with, shu meguoren, saying, I am American person. Anyway, sentence construction, Mandarin is quite elegant. When you compare it to English, which, if I say, do you speak English, it's completely different from, you do speak English. And we have no word that makes it a Boolean. You have to listen, listen for inflection. And that's kind of mean. I mean, teaching people this language is kind of mean to uh, force them to do so much through inflection. For instance, you do speak English, and you do speak English. Anyway, so Mandarin's pretty awesome. Hindi is really hard. Shamakijie. That's how you say excuse me. Me tora tora Hindi asamashtihe. No. Me tora tora. Me tora tora. Hindi samashtahum means I speak a little Hindi. Me angrezi. Me tola tola angrezi samashtahum. I speak a little English. I mean, I'm getting it, but for instance, if I say you understand, samashtihe. If I say I understand, samashtahum. Now remember, I've already said at the beginning, me, which means me. And honestly, I've forgotten how you say you. Ah. Yeah. Ah, angrezi samashtahum. Ah, angrezi samashtihe. This is the way you say you speak English. Or you understand English. Want to make it a question? You put kya at the beginning. Kya ah angrezi samashtihe means do you speak Hindi? And while uh, sentence construction isn't too bad, I hate the fact that you have to conjugate between you understand and I understand. Now, again, I got no right to complain because in English it's crazy. We handle who is saying it, we handle when they said it, 
all that kind of stuff. So, I would agree that Hindi is still easier than English. It's just not easy. And then French is, you know, kind of easy. Est-ce que vous comprenez le français? Do you speak the French? Est-ce que vous comprenez le français? Est-ce que vous comprenez l'anglais? Do you speak the English? A peu. A little bit. Je a peu comprends le français. I, a little bit, understand the French. <sighs> That's pretty. I'm glad they opened that up. For most of winter, they didn't want to let the water run through there. <sighs> anyway. So, French is really easy. They get to things like... Here is how you say no. No. All right, let's try that again. Here is how you say no. No. And as an American, you're going like, can we move on? That's another one. Here is how you say American. 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 Well, yes, because you can almost read it. I mean, Hindi or Mandarin, completely different, I mean, uh, symbols for the letters. I cannot read it to save my life, but, but my main goal is to be able to hear it and understand it. If I watch the news from Bangalore, Bangalore, Bangladesh, see, I don't even know about the place. I am broadening my horizons. Yay me. So yeah, I am learning Mandarin, French, Hindi, uh, Hadoop. Yeah, it's that one's a pseudo language. It's a kind of not really programming language. It runs off of Java, but it's distributed processing Java servlets. It's very boring. Don't worry. I'm actually taking a four-day course in it, and it is dead dull. OMG. I mean, I'm already a day ahead, and it's only Tuesday. I just got the low battery warning, so FYI, I might drop out suddenly. I thought I could get to about 30 minutes. But that may not be the case. When we get up to this corner, I'll shut it off. Because one time it ran out of battery power and I just lost the entire file. It was corrupted. Thank you, KitKat. Yeah, honestly, the KitKat update is one of the most annoying things 
they, they went on about how it was going to be so much better. They waited and waited and waited to have the next update because they wanted to release this big thing. And everybody's saying it reboots constantly. And it runs out of memory. And it runs out of battery power a lot faster. That was one of the things that they promised us. Better memory usage, better battery life. Totally didn't happen. So, anyway. With this many people screaming for a fix, I'm sure they'll get an update soon. Meanwhile, I gotta see if I can get that side-loaded program that uh, switches off Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. That might help. Anyway, what else? That's basically it. I'm uh, in that class eight to nine hours a day. And uh, had my last day at my last job last Friday. <laughs> and uh, you guys took me to lunch, which was nice. Went to one of those uber trendy Italian places where they pride themselves on small meal sizes. I'm not sure I quite get that. But whatever. It was a nice day. Kind of feel bad for my supervisor because I know he's stuck. And feel bad for him. But that's the way it works. When they stop paying you as a contractor, you leave. I haven't gotten another job yet, which makes me a little nervous. I mean, I'm learning the classes this week. And I already had an interview last Friday. So I'm not too worried. Prospects are good. All the same, when you don't have that net under you, it's a little creepy. All right, coming up on the corner now. I should probably shut it off. We're at 26 minutes and we've been, here we go, limbo again. And he made it. Anyway, now we're coming up on 27 minutes. I'm gonna go shut it off before it shuts itself off. Thank you guys for listening. And I hope to talk to you again soon.